Sicario. Uh, are we going to talk about Sicario? We're going to talk about Sicario. Oh, man. We're going to review Sicario. Channel my inner fucking... Sicario? Sicario. Yeah, for real. To snipe out all the fine points of this movie. It's pretty awesome movie. I don't know if I have the freaking mental wherewithal to try to really get into descri- describing how good this movie was. I really got to channel my butt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my- uh, it stars Emily Blunt and Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about the drug cartels in Mexico. Yep. Terrifying, terrifying drug cartels yeah. of Mexico. If you haven't ever seen like live real footage or real pictures, you know, lots of magazines and news, uh, you know, they show the just brutality, the savagery that the way they practice medieval, it is medieval. Literally. It really is like barbaric. Yep. Really like harkens back to 15th century, like dark ages, 12th century, century, (laughs) like, like torture chamber stuff, mutilation, hanging them from the fricking town square naked with no heads and limbs missing as a statement of, you know, don't fuck with us in in Juarez, Mexico. Yeah. And uh, this movie, man, it's probably my favorite movie of the year so far. Besides Mad Max. Yeah, but just almost more than Mad Max. More than Mad Max. All right. Because... Like Mad Max is a badass theater movie, but I got I want to go see this again, uh, Sicario, and I want to see it again in theaters, and I want to see it again because there's so much attention to detail. Yeah, the and script is phenomenal. The script is phenomenal, and it's really like all the things that they leave out of the dialogue, and that you still pick up on with character development yeah. and story and plot progression that isn't written. It's just all like with film play told visuals, to the audience yeah. with the character development. I mean, to me, it literally it reminds me of the kind of scripts when I was in film school that they we would study to learn how to write a good script. It's so good that it's yeah. you know every there, there's so many little things like Josh Brolin, who's you know I guess he's CIA. And I guess. he's introduced in this room full of suits with Emily Blunt, who's FBI, and kind Which, of they're like lower on the totem pole, so they're like sitting outside the boardroom, like freaking kids in detention, kind of. Yeah, like they're like, "Fuck, what are we doing here?" And like, because we should say the move or the movie starts with a really sort of high. Let's should we say we should also say by like once the movie starts until literally the final frame of the scene, you're like white knuckling. Yeah, like the tension uh, in like your shoulders and in your chest, you'll feel like fucking shit yeah like when is this gonna give because yeah. you never know i literally got to a point it's almost like a funny joke anytime one of the main characters sort of like face or head would fill the frame i would just be like waiting for a bullet to pass through their skull <laughs> like not josh brolin and then it cuts to benicio no not benicio del toro and then it cuts back to emily ah, ah, ah. Yeah. i was just like waiting for someone to just catch one through the fucking head yeah. man it's the way like the, it's shot and the way that they're able to keep that intensity going when it's really it's not like like Michael Bay explosions and bl- no. where it's everything's blowing up and there's just like thousands of rounds of ammunition being fired no. from cars and spaceships and airplanes and you know people skydiving off of skyscrapers with freaking bazooka. It's not like that. No, it's but smart. It's so smart and so I feel like true to life as far as I know of just the way they deal with these like special operations and going from border to border and yeah. tunneling and all this stuff. And the movie starts with them breaching a house like a 
SWAT team in FBI Arizona. thing in Arizona, and it's basically an empty house with a couple like Mexican drug dealers, and they go in there, and there's just, like nothing in there. And Emily Blunt almost gets her head taken off by a shotgun, and then she wastes the guy. Mm-hmm. And then they see the, the like the where the, the the shotgun blast hit in the wall in the drywall, and underneath they see like a plastic bag, and they start peeling away at the drywall, and there's mm-hmm. a freaking body in there. Then there's a body yep. next to it, and then they start peeling all the walls yeah. away, and they bring in you know the cleanup crew and stuff and there's the all the walls are lined with bodies yeah there's on the hundreds inside. of bodies yeah there. 50 60 70 bodies of just whatever you know and there's booby traps because a bomb goes off and kills a couple cops yeah they show that too and that's the thing like once they start the movie with that sort of intensity every scene after that it's almost like a horror movie when a horror movie starts yeah. with a really brutal sequence for the rest of the movie you're like okay who's gonna get it next yeah you know? and it's a really smart film play it's really like smart way to sh- like open up a movie because then it sets a tone so even when nothing's happening even when they're asleep on the plane you're like is the plane gonna blow up yeah you don't know you're like on edge like you said it's brilliant well and they go from that scene and you know it's you know she does a good job and then she you see her sitting outside like you said sort of like the principal's office with this group of guys and it's the suits and then josh brolin in like t-shirt you know cargo pants and flip-flops like really literally flip-flops no socks uh uh, fucking whatever bummy you know college shirt or something and he's just who is this guy but with his reading glasses with his reading glasses but it sets up his character so beautifully i mean there are all kinds of little nuances like that through the film where they show visually things to to like emphasize who the characters are without and, saying it. without saying it which so, is I mean, brilliant it's a brilliant it's, it's how scripts should be oh and walking dead fans shane's in it shane is in it we'll get to that and we, I, actually shane being in into it kind of threw it off a little bit a little we talked bit. about that but we should well, well that's like much later in the movie if we're gonna do this whole movie this is gonna take a minute <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna take a minute because fuck there's so much to talk about so basically josh brolin meets with uh, emily blunt sort of higher ups and they're talking about they need someone from that department to be a part of this sort of cross right. cross departmental mission or special yeah. operation and it's very ambiguous and there's just you they basically they bring her in him and the partner but they're like no we don't want the partner he's green he also has a law degree he's too you know we don't want him but she's done like five field missions and each one right. has been successful so he's like okay bring her in and then her boss says like okay so we have the special mission it's with a different department so if you want to do it you have to volunteer and we need like an audible yes from you mm. like you have to agree we well, they also had asked her questions, pre-qualifying questions, kind of like, are you married? Do you have children? Do you have kids? You know, you what, yeah. you know, things like that where they're clearly trying to see, is she attached to anything? Is right. she going to be able to handle this? Or you might fucking die. Yeah. So, do you have anyone that will miss you if you die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. And so she volunteers and then it literally cuts to them getting on a private plane and then they sort of see just a glimpse of Benicio's character just outside the plane sort of looking around and Josh Brown's like oh don't mind him that's just my my bird dog or yeah. my guard dog or whatever and she's like okay and, and you they, don't know who he is you don't know who the fuck he is and they get on the plane and then Josh Brolin just sort of kicks off his flip flops and sort of like curls up on the couch and she and he's like hi you guys don't have these at the DEA and it's a private plane they're yeah. flying to El Paso Texas but really or they're, they're going to Juarez or something like they're that. They're ultimately going to end up in Juarez, but they're going to Texas 
as a starting point because they're pulling this suspect out of Juarez. Who's a brother of like the head of the cartel. Yeah. The whichever cartel that it's is. Cra- but she has no idea. She She's doesn't know what's dark. going on. She's totally in the dark. And she tries to invest, you know, Benicio's not asleep like Josh Brolin. And they're sitting there. She's like, who are you kind of thing. She starts to try to ask him questions. And one of the most brilliant lines in the movie, Benicio looks at her and he says, oh, you're asking me how a watch works. Let's just keep our eye on the time. Yeah. Which is like, fuck. Yeah. Like, that tells you, like, he's you're not getting shit from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, but it also just is such a brilliant way, you know, way to say it. Way of wording that. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally, the writing in this is, it, there's no fat. That's the other thing. No. no every scene, I'm, I'm involved, especially with the pace of the movie. It's sort of paced like the movie Traffic. And it's very similar to the movie yeah, Traffic. Yeah, and his role is, I mean, you it's know, similar, he won an Oscar for that. And but he could win an Oscar for this. Like, Benicio, the way his character is slowly un. un- Unravel or not unrevealed yeah. is like uh, you know as good of a character arc as any. Yeah, and he really does it justice. Oh, the performance is the performance of the year. And I it's think. God, the violence in it is so brutal, Ugh. but seemingly so accurate to the way that they execute. Right. Like Americans, Americans are hard to kill, man. Especially special op guys, because what they do, they have this sort of like little pre meeting in some crummy little like fluorescent lit room with some Delta Force guys on Texas a, on the base. Texas base or Texas yeah. police station. And they have two sort of old sheriff's deputies or whatever from the the town or the yeah, county cowboys with cowboy, cowboy hats and they're old guys yeah, and they they're, yeah. 30 years in and they have the you know they have the experience in mexico and right. in texas and they have like total like special op guys delta force guys that are like mercenaries right. probably you don't know but they're all huge with beards and ar-15s and shit and they look like they're fucking trained to go you know and she's still in the dark oh and we should say what we do know about benicio sort of what we start to slowly uncover is that he he was a he says he was a lawyer. Yeah, he was a lawyer. He's a prosecutor in Mexico. But, was, and she's sort of saying, "Where are you from?" And he said, "He he came from Colombia." And who sent you? Whoever wants to send me. Like we yeah. like we don't exactly. Do, we think we're told he's basically a con- paid consultant by the CIA because we all we basically think Josh Brolin CIA, but he it turns out yes, he is. Mm-hmm. And we start to find out little bits and pieces about Benito. We know that he had a tragedy at the hands of the cartels. You know, he and knows a lot about this. It. Yeah, he knows all the ins and outs and of all like the players. All the players, yeah, and like where they where they play and stuff. You know, and so they have to go pick up this guy from the Mexican police department, whatever that is, and then in Juarez, driving through the like depth of the city of Juarez and then get him and then take him back across the border to Texas to interrogate him. And right. that's one of the most intense sequences of the whole film. Oh, yeah. Where they have this sort of all-black caravan of SUVs. And the actor from The Burn Notice joins them. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's also in the new season of Fargo. You yes, you're sort of is, instantly yeah. recognize him. It is, he's, he has a Boston name. It's like O'Donovan, Jeff Donovan, or some Jeffrey Donovan. But he's his character for the amount of time he is on screen is fucking brilliant. Like, really good. Yeah, he is really and, good. And uh, he plays sort of another guy, like another, like, hired hand, hired consultant. Jeffrey Donovan. Is it Jeffrey Donovan? It's Jeffrey Donovan. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and he's like again, he sort of has these sort of nerd frame glasses, yep. and he's he's wearing a like a button up shirt with a pocket protector, yeah. and then yeah. he sort of puts on a flak jacket on top of that with an AR fifteen and a side. All of a sudden, he's like fucking geared up. Right? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. And same with Josh Brolin, he's wearing like Tiva sandals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and cargo pants, and he just puts on this flak jacket and also has his AR fifteen. Like they're all geared up. Like yeah. who, who the fuck are you guys? Yeah. You know, like you look like your administrators, and then you're going into the field with Delta guys, right. and you're like talking about it's like the Royale with cheese scene where they're like just hanging out. They're about to go kill a bunch of people. Right. It's like right. if you're at a burger in France, man, you call it Royale with cheese. Yeah. You know, like you're we're about, about to go. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about Pulp Fiction, but it's literally like that casual. Right. And they're in Juarez and they're driving by gang areas. And that's, that's the sequence when they're driving by and they drive underneath the bridge. And there's just like this hanging meat of dead men, yep. naked, stripped, that's mutilated, exactly how to describe dismembered. It, yeah, it, it looks, looks like Terminus. looks like Terminus. It looks yep. like a freaking butcher shop hanging meat on, on you know, but underneath the bridge. But it's not an apocalypse. No. It's, it's during real life yeah, now. Yeah, it's just... It's, it happens now. Yeah, I've seen pictures now. of that in Time Magazine. That's probably yeah, where they got horrifying. the idea from. That and worse, for real. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they researched the fuck out of yes. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And whoever wrote it must either have really good research or was in some sort of department, man. Like, it's so specific. As far as I, what do I know? But it's, like, so specific. And yeah. so, like, the the way they operate and the way they question people mm-hmm. and the way that, you know, they, that, the whole sequence where they have all of those illegals that they're taking back and they have to, like, stop them from deporting them yep. and go and question guys that were from certain they're parts. they tunnels. Yeah, and they're looking yeah. for these tunnels. So, anyway, the, one of the coolest scenes that Jeffrey Donovan or uh, lines that he has is when they're driving out of Juarez and they drive past the like hanging meat and he's like it's just brilliant what they do and he says it so like callously same with Josh Brolin Josh Brolin is so callous yeah. he's just about like getting the job done yep. and getting the work done and however that happens is how it will happen right. because there is no good way to do this there is no by the book when right. you're dealing with cartels and he knows that and he's yeah. just like beyond trying to you know hold up the american values with these guys because there isn't any like right. look how they live and so jeffrey johnny basically says like it's really brilliant how they do he's watching this like mutilated bodies yeah. he's like they do that and they hang it and they make everyone seem like what they've done must have been really fucked up yeah like they must have done something really bad to, to deserve this. that to deserve what they got when really it could have been could have a freaking nothing. nothing. It's a simple fuck up or they're not even involved. Yeah. But it sort of sets this precedence like if you this is what you'll get if you fuck with it's us. It's totally sphere tactic. It's well, like and medieval Emily, fear it's tactic. It's medieval, yeah. Emily Blunt's in the car with them freaking out. Yeah. I mean, she's literally Because she has her she out. has her little vest on and first she wasn't even gonna go because she's like, Josh Brolin, tell me what this is. He's like, Stay here. Just stay here if you don't want to come. She's like, I well I want to know why I'm going or who I'm going with. So he's like, Or you can stay here. Yeah. I can tell you that you can come or you can stay. You volunteered for this, come or stay. You know, and she's like, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the what the fuck? And so so they're driving, they pick up the guy, they get him, and they have this sort of like these uh, like uh, escorts, Mexican police, Mexican force. police force. But you don't know if they're good guys or bad guys. <laughs> no, but the police force guys were good. I mean, in the sense that they never turn on them because they have they're on like uh, pickup trucks. And yep. They have these sort of mounted like LMGs on the top of like fifty caliber yeah. machine guns, and they're you know 
you know trailing the uh caravan and then they spot like a a squad car which is the state police which is right. different than the federal police and those state police guys are all like paid off by the cartels right. and so when they catch guy like sort of driving parallel to them they're like oh on our left we have a scout like they instantly know that it's not it's a, a legit scout, cop yeah. and so they're watching him and they make it safely to the border but there's a car breakdown so there's a complete like sort of gridlock getting into america right and like these guys are so keyed in they instantly they're watching all the different cars and they just get one guy like red impala to your on your 10 got it okay green honda civic on your six yeah got it and they cut to these guys and they show them like all face tattoos totally like cholos you know what i mean right. and these crummy little cars and they look like they're just sort of half asleep and then they show and they got freaking army they're guns totally in the car, armed. armed up like with fucking choppers man like real army shit and they're just like these bummy looking dudes and they just have an instant beat on them though these americans yeah cool like, and they're like don't engage and if they get out you get out well it was uh they're like rules of engagement go like what are our rules and that's the other thing it's yeah. Like they still like you can't fire on them until they fire on us. If they get out, you get out. Like there's all these like little rules. I don't know who decides them when you're right. dealing with cartels in a different country. But you know, I guess to make the news and to not be picked painted as the bad guys in right. the situation, you have to follow these certain rules of engagement. Right. It's another brilliant sort of just little, little you know, added. Uh, specific right you know that makes you go like fuck like who wrote this but they're you know? still not following the rules that emily blunt believes in because they well so what happens is one of the guys does get out he and gets then out, they, and then get, they out, get out yeah and man. they're like put it down well, put it down well then it shows you benicio del toro's first glimpse of how like fucking trained up he is because he starts speaking to him in spanish like choose peace my brother choose peace like, yeah. in spanish not do you want to die do you want to die yeah and it's literally as soon as a guy goes with the gun from his waist like just like up to his you know just it's just like doo, 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 doo. yeah like and not just the guy that raised the gun oh, he everybody in the, in the car, car. he just takes them all out oh and it's so fucking like tactical it's so yeah. fucking like instant like you're just it's like a war to end it yeah like these guys are freaking drug dealers and they're fighting special ops like they're fighting real soldiers you it know what looked I mean? like american sniper in a way because yeah. they're like literally they have like he's up on the roof yeah and he's having to take the guys out who yeah. look like they're about to shoot the yeah. americans this was like that and oh it's brilliant i mean uh, this like those guns are just going through the glass and the metal and the car and they're just everyone in the car just torn up yeah in a second like this they uh, end with tourists all around them and nobody like, else going gets back hit through although yeah. and then emily blunt ends up having to shoot a, a state police guy because he was in full police gear and yeah. he raises his gun up to shoot at the car and she she sees him in his police officer like in his uniform she pops him before he can get a shot off and then that green honda civic they try to engage too and like God, the one guy, the Jeffrey Donovan guy just does it with one arm, like one hand. You're like, is everyone going to make it out? And they all make it out. They all make it out. And you're like, Americans are hard to kill, man. You don't know because you think any one of of them could die in any second. They're so relaxed about everything. They're like, okay, Green Honda Civic on our six. It just seems like business as usual. It was so brilliant the way they executed it. But then she's completely freaked out. Yeah, she's she's like, like, literally. What are we doing here? This was illegal. This is illegal. We can't do this. And she's like freaking out. And then her partner and her kind of like, tell me what's going on here you know well and that that one the one funny scene though they're talking over their radios as they're going back into america and the guy's like oh this is going to be on every paper in america yeah. and the guy's like this won't even make the papers in juarez man and it doesn't like yeah. it doesn't even literally eight people were killed in an instant yeah and they were all armed drug related cartel related guys and yep. the way they're taken out man it's so 
fucking zeroed in. Like it's no like Rambo he ah shit. No, it's just like a shoot to kill and you end it. Yeah, engage, disengage. Like it, it, on like, the way, they're all in sync. They all yeah. work so in sync together. Yeah, you can't like it's like it's like a an, an amateur fighter trying to fight a professional fighter. Like yeah. it's probably you're just gonna get taken out probably instantly. You right. know, to go and just because you have a gun. And he has a gun. It's not equal playing field. Right. Like you're both hard, but that guy's just going to level you. Like yeah. you won't even know what hit you kind of thing. Like at the end of the town, when Jeremy Renner's going out and he knows he's going to die anyway, and he stands up to shoot and he's just do, 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 just like picked yeah. off. Like those guys are so trained, man. Right. Don't even fuck with it. I you know? know. It was badass. I, I, I got to go see it again. It's just, there's the sequences and it's also still in the uh, Johan, Johan, Johansson, John Johansson, this, the guy. Did the score is really oh my amazing. god and the sound editing like the way they they bring up the chopper noises when they're flying into war yeah. or when they're flying into el paso or whatever it is and you're just like golly the tension the tension well the tension. and we should tell say how shane comes into it yeah and so basically they go back and they're questioning they're trying to find these tunnels and uh there's there's like two big shots in the cartel that they're trying to stop and the one guy who ends up getting waterboarded by benicio off camera and off Mm -hmm. target it tells them that like there's these tunnels and they get the information from the brother of the the el jefe uh faustus right and uh through legal means they literally like torture the guy they give him a waterboard through legal means i mean by our standards or by our we don't know because we don't really see what they do but they do that on purpose because remember benito has his buddy his like old mexican buddy or lawyer or whatever and he's like okay i'll come with you he's like no my friend you the less you see the less you know the less you can say you've seen right you know and so you're you're basically alluded to him being because he carries in one of those giant water jugs and you're like okay they're gonna waterboard but that scene was really kind of intimidating because he goes right up to the guy and basically straddles him and puts like his balls in his face puts, like, yeah his whole body on top of his body he's like you're gonna tell me what i want to know and it yeah. was super weird how he just like the way he put his body machismo. on him yeah it was very like ball pissing contest sort of thing like, yeah yeah you're gonna tell me what brilliant i want brilliant acting know. and then yeah i remember the guy's like no english no english and then when benicio starts fucking putting the fucking shakedown on him the guy's like looking over at josh brolin the guy's like why are you looking at me man no, no english yeah, man yeah. what happened to no english you yeah. know and so so they get the information and that's the other thing she's like oh so guillermo just talked he just told you where it yeah. was and they're like hey yeah that's what happened that's you know what, what I mean? happened and so like she's slowly getting the idea like what they're doing is What's less happening? and less yeah. kosher you know and then she brings her partner into it who is a lawyer and he starts asking questions and stuff well then they decide <laughs> to squeeze them on the banks and they go they take down this um courier at a bank and then Emily Blunt stupidly goes into the bank and is seen on all the cameras like yep. after Josh Brolin says don't go in the bank like, don't, don't go, go in the, in the bank, bank. Like, we can't make a case because yeah. she's like we can make a case she keeps trying to make these legal cases out yeah of like go legit like we can get him we can get him now and he's like don't go in the bank and it's funny because he says it like you shouldn't go in there but he doesn't stop her no. like he doesn't really give a fuck yeah you know he knows what she should and should not do right. but he's not gonna stop her you know what I mean right. like it shows you like the callousness again he does it really well because he's not yeah. even mean spirited he's just so a over 
the fucking checks and balances aspect of this yeah and he has his mission and he knows how he's gonna achieve right. his mission and like she's just a liability in a sense so he's not even trying to he's not trying to mentor her he's not trying well, to you, like you don't but what's so brilliant about this film is that you don't really a hundred percent know everybody's Role. goal yeah or goal yeah, or you mission don't. until the end the and, very it, and end. it's okay because it's slowly revealed because piece by piece. he's yeah. not trying to mentor her and you kind of don't realize that until the end and it's great in a way that he's not but so she the bang thing happens and then her and her partner go to a bar like a cowboy bar and yeah. the, there's we meet john bernthal shane, shane from walking dead and who plays a cowboy who plays like essentially a cowboy. like a cop cowboy who's friends with the who's her cop. partner he is a cop, he is a cop yeah. and he's an old friend of the her, her partner so we think he's okay oh, although, he's cool and they're dancing and they're taking a load off and she just got was in a big shootout and she needs to relax and she has and, no life and her partner's basically told her she has no life she just wears this gray t-shirt every day and doesn't yeah, take care of her personal hygiene yeah, all and all that, that stuff. stuff like you but look like a mess and, she does look like a mess and i gotta tell you that the one thing where they slightly lost me a little bit and i don't even want to say that because they really didn't lose me but no, they the minute me. you walk into this bar and you see shane there checking her out i'm like okay he's a bad guy he's gonna Who he's her guy? hitman because we already were set up with the fact don't go in the bank and she's been seen on the cameras yeah. they show her on the cameras i'm like okay there's no way that shane, the character john bernthal's playing would be checking out plain like plain jane Jane in her gray t-shirt and cop outfit and greasy hair and then you find out that he's friends with the partner so you're almost like okay well they're just old friends but the fact that it's shane if it was a lesser known actor you'd be like well yeah okay it's just his old buddy they're at this local bar you know so okay but the fact that it is john bernthal he's just a little too famous for the part i know he's a a good actor and he fits the the scenario he fits the you know you know the location and all that shit but yeah he was just too famous well you, for us for us for those of us who are fans of his i mean he was in wolf of wall street he's been That's in a lot true. he was in fury he's yeah, kind people of know him. people yeah. know him now and uh, now he's gonna play the punisher that's right so he is he's just a little too famous he's for a little that too part. famous for that party really needed to be kind of because uh, the, the reveal is they're at, at, at her apartment they're about to get it on and whatever and he like empties his pockets and in his pocket is like a rubber band that is the same color band, and those, like live strong bands, strong bands but they're yeah. using them to wrap their money the the mexican cartels and it's the same one she recognizes the band and she's like i just need a minute and she stops instead of continuing to play yeah. along and the only thing i was a little not not confused about but i wasn't sure if he was actually there to kill her or just there to like get to, to sleep with her and then also to like keep an eye on her like well, build a says, relationship with her i wanted to find out what you know yeah exactly so we don't know but then he is trying to kill her he's trying to choke her to death well that's because she pulls a gun on him right and she's like about to kill him instead of like playing along like oh shit this guy could be on but they're like do you want to fuck this guy that's like win with the cartel probably not yeah so, but how do you stop that and keep it normal without being like oh my period i have a headache i right, don't know you know right, what do you right. say and, but it's but then the most extreme is pulling a gun on someone so it's like what do you do what do you do that situation do you kill them or do you just yeah. play along or do you not i don't know i don't know well he realizes she's onto him because he looks at the bracelet too and, and he he's knows like, oh, that, shit, she knows yeah 
And then at the key moment when he's about to kill her, Benicio comes in. Puts a gun to his head. Puts a gun. But we see Benicio in the parking lot when they yeah, leave. Yeah, man. So you know, watching. you probably know that he's going to come save her. I was waiting for it because the way that yeah. they had the, the camera on Shane when he was choking her is just like a matter of like just, just the way it could. It would introduce a third party sort of there like as a surprise. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, Benicio is going to come and save her. Like, you know, right. Which is what happened. <laughs> it sort of made sense. Yeah. So, I mean. And then she's like, you used me as bait. He's like, you used yourself as yeah. bait. Like, that's what she says to Josh Brolin. And again, it shows you his level of like. I told you not to go in the bank. Yeah, that's what he says. All he says. He's yeah. like, she's like, I almost slept with my own hitman. And you use me as bait. And he's like, well, you know, yeah, okay. He always I, has this like smile on his face yeah, too. This like, kind of like smug, sinister smug. Yeah, because you almost think he's going to turn on her. He's playing both sides because of that. But it's like, no, he's just there to do this mission. And he probably gets paid really well. And he gets his private jet. And yeah. he has a rate. You know what I mean? He's like a contractor. I don't even really think he is CIA. I think yeah, he was he like just be a, com- a mercenary. mercenary contractor that they bring in third party. Because when she meets after that scene, she meets or no, it was after the bank scene. She meets with her higher ups again. The guys yeah. that come into the house with all the bodies and sort of investigate. And he's like, you got to understand these decisions that are being made for this case that you volunteered mm-hmm. for go above my pay grade these decisions are being made by elected officials not appointed officials you know like i have no say in this yeah and you are and we are in over our heads yeah like there's nothing you can do to bring these guys down like they'll bring you down yeah just for trying to bring them down it's so sad she even calls josh she's like you're a fucking spook man like you're what the fuck is going on man you know like she calls him out and he's just like he doesn't give like ah like did he know someone that acted that way you know what i mean does josh bro and God, he's grow good. up with someone yeah. that was just that that was that, like his dad or his uncle or something because he really plays that guy. i want to see i have to see it again because what do they do after that well she, there's and i don't know if we're going to detail every deal of this last operation probably detail the the uh uh benicio scene well they find the tunnels they find the tunnels and they go on they're this operation the tunnels and her at partner's night. in tow too and they're and they, it was one of those things again where it was she didn't want to go because it was illegal but then she's like now no i'm going i'm gonna i got yeah. my gear in my truck i'm gonna follow him in there and see what the fuck I, all this shit i signed up for right. was all about you know and uh, we should mention the whole time they sort of cut to this cop in mexico yeah they and cut that's to him. beautiful writing yep. they the throughout the whole story you see this cop in his place in Nogales with his little son who wakes him up every day and wants to go play football. Play soccer, soccer football, yeah, and eat breakfast. And his wife and, making breakfast. Yeah, and, very And we don't know how he's going to factor into this at all. At all. At all. I thought he was like an informant or he's an ex-cartel guy. Now he's a cop. Or, yeah. You, know, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know until you, you know. And then you're like, oh my God, fuck. Yeah. That's how he plays into this. And so they're raiding this tunnel. And again, this is like... It's like American Sniper Black Hawk Down style action. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really They're in the dark. They've got the, the, the thermal goggles. Thermal goggles on. They're yep. going through literally a tunnel and uh beneath, like small tunnels. Small tunnels. Like five foot high, three foot wide. Yep. You're in there, it's claustrophobic, you're shooting, there's a shootout. Right. At first the guy the one of the coolest sequences is when he's telling him to use his knife to like knife the guys before right. they start making noise. And he pulls out the knife and it's sort of like the silhouette of this Tainto blade in like sort of sort of in like the thermal, yeah. framed. It's sort of no, it's not even thermal. Uh-oh. It's just black and white and it's sort of framed by the dimensions of the cave. So he sort of has his hand oh, out like right, that and yeah. just sort of catches captures this like silhouette of a like an army service yeah. knife and then the next sequence is in thermal and it shows these like 
basically bloody footprints right. that are in thermal, uh, you know, heat detection. Yeah. So it's like these white footprints, and they show these two guys yep. just laid out, knifed out, fucking, you know, seal style. It was so cool. Yeah. Just the way they shoot is like, well, go. The editing, the direction, the cinematography, yeah. the script. I mean, every piece of this film is just brilliant and so they get to the Benicio ends up at the end of the tunnel and there's the cop our cop friend yep. loading drugs you into know his cop into car. a cop car and then they're emptying it out because they hear the gunshots yep. and the guy basically the guy he's emptying out the car with like pulls a gun on the cop like what's going on you're in on this give me the keys give me the keys and then right. poof he gets his head flown out and it just sprays all over the all over the trunk of the car and then right. it shows Benicio and the, he's about to take him and then Emily Blunt shows up and he's like pulls a gun, a gun at, at Benicio like what are you doing you can't take him you can't take him and the cop says and the cop says to Benicio like Medain Medain like that yeah remember and then yeah Medain like, from Entourage that's what I thought of immediately yeah but it's that's not the mo- that. I know but that's the movie that Vince wants to make is called Medain yeah and it's not that at all like I don't even know I didn't see that to Entourage but yeah and so basically she pulls a gun on him and Benicio just shoots her in her fucking bullet in her vest yeah and she drops it's basically well, he doesn't shot. try to kill her he just wants to drop that's her that's what I mean he yeah. shoots her in the vest so she just gets the wind knocked out of her she probably broke a couple ribs like that shit will still fuck you up right. like getting hit with a rifle round even if it's in your vest like yeah. you, you could still like you know not puncture a lung but like collapse your lung right. I think and sit like that so she <gasps> she's breathing and gasping he's like don't ever point a gun at me again yeah. and he hops in the car with the cop and they take off and then when she sort of comes back she goes back out and starts to like hammering at Josh Brolin who's like hey guys great job today <laughs> like they get out they kill yeah. everybody they level it out and they're just basically like business as usual you know it's it's crazy the way josh brolin his character yeah just stays this constant throughout like with all this heavy heavy stuff but meanwhile benicio's down the road with this cop they have this interchange in the car and they stop the guy that was called back, the, the whole elaborate plan that they've been doing with the squeezing of the money and everything is to get this one guy called back to Mexico so that he will take them to the big boss. Yeah, the Jefe's Because no one knows where they are. Because there's basically the, 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 the two heads of charge. Right. And the one guy lives in Arizona or Texas, and then he has to get called back to Mexico. So Josh And they Brolin, successfully get him called yeah, back. Because and, and of this is what they did. They had to like kick up enough dust, right. he describes it, or smoke them out in a sense, like mess with their money, mess with their drugs. People yeah. get blamed. People get killed so you have to get called by like fuck up the operation enough right. that it begets like a meeting you know or you know calling to action and but so yeah they i mean cut to the chase we get to the big boss cartel's house and we have to describe what happens though because the cop benicio has the cop flash the guy light him up so he pulls over he's like you know the fuck i am and then boom he gets shot in the leg and the cop gets out of the car and then benicio kills the cop just like that yeah, our cop know, buddy our after friend. all that he just drops him just because he's, he's not really our friend no he's a fucking works <laughs> for the cartels <laughs> but they try to like build this empathy for him and the son yeah, and the they wife really they do. really do and then he just is just dropped as like a sack of potatoes yeah. just because he's in the way and then benicio takes the wounded drug dealer guy in his the drug dealer's car and he's like what are you gonna do when you get up there and he's like just keep driving you know and so they literally he takes him all the way up to the fucking hell jefe's house front yeah. door and then you start to see how things start playing out and the first scene when you realize what the movie's about well, is sicario <laughs> means hitman and they say that in the beginning of the they movie. say that in the beginning but you forget about that because you're like this is a drug cartel movie yeah they're all hitmen and they're all like whatever it yeah. doesn't register why they've told you that you think it's like a metaphor or something and right. then all of a sudden when you get to this point you realize holy fuck 
Benicio's a hitman. Benicio is <laughs> He's literally a hitman. And he does it so well because there's the sequence where they show the, the second in charge sort of coming up the driveway and there's three guards and they then they looking closer, they're looking closer and the guy's basically has his throat cut open and he's just like bleeding. They're like, holy fuck. And it's just like right. three shots, three kills, head drop, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And they all just drop and you're like, whoa. And then they have, he has like a bur- uh, like assistance from the sky, like satellite assistance. Yeah, because he's got them in his ear. Yeah. They're telling him you've got three people coming. Three you've got people, six left. Six left. And then he goes in the house and there's another guy just pop, pop, just dropped. Like yeah. so fucking execution style. And he keeps going and he makes it all the way out and he sees the maid and he doesn't kill the maid, which is really that was funny. interesting. <laughs> yeah, he didn't she kill She could have ran and got more help. Something or whatever. She was just holding like a bag of clothes or like a laundry yeah. hamper just staring there looking at him and he walks out and there's the fucking man in charge with his two boys and his wife and they're outside eating in this really nice table with a nice meal and Benicio like just walks up on the, the whole family with right. the gun out and sits at the dinner table and he's like please every night people's families are killed while you sit here and eat your fine yeah. food please continue eating as right. you always do right. you know and it's so that that's great it's dialogue intense, yeah. it's brilliant dialogue and he, they have this sort of back and forth, and we find out that Benicio del Toro's character's wife was beheaded, and then his daughter was thrown into a vat of acid yep. and melted alive. Or uh, something. And this guy did it. And this, this guy, guy had did it, it done. Well, this yeah. guy is responsible for all of it. Yeah, he's the top of the top of the top. Faustus. He's the right. head in charge of this family, or this cartel, or whatever. And they have this conversation. And he's basically, and the guy's basically like, just don't do it in front of my kids. And he's like, okay. And then it's just like, and he just, both kids killed and the wife yeah, killed. Yeah, you he didn't leaves see that guy. coming. No, I really thought he was going to do it in front of the kids and just to fuck with them or I don't know. Yeah. But I kind of thought he was going to kill them all. You know, yeah. you kind of, you're like, he's come this far and he's so fucking Sakari. But, the fu- but he's, he does that and then he says, please finish your meal. Yeah, he and says that. And the guy's that. like, what? And he's then like he shaking him. and then he shoots him. Yeah. And he says like something, something. Yeah. And that's, then you're like, fuck. So Benicio is Sicario this whole time. You always want to see what else happens. Like you want to see Sicario too, but they could never really do it. You kind of do, but yeah, they couldn't. But you, but I mean, that character is pretty badass. Oh yeah, and Benicio really does it justice. That guy's a genius. Yeah, he really <laughs> is. And to have done the movie Traffic, and then the, like ten years later or. 12 years later come back and do something so similar but yeah. then have two completely different characters yeah. yeah and it's really two completely different characters like yeah. his character in Traffic is much different than the character this character in Sicario but it, the movies are very similar in tone and pace yep. and stuff but this is a better movie I me. agree it is a better movie and much Emily better. Blunt's fantastic yeah and um, her partner the guy who plays her partner is awesome yep you know, everyone's awesome in it well and then just to you know to he sum comes up back. everything yeah because what she says to Josh Brolin, she's like, you can't do this. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk. I'm, that's all I can do. It's my only course. of I'm going to tell everything that you did here today. And you yeah. think he might kill her right I thought then. he was going to kill her then. Yeah. Like, but okay. Like, that would be a very bad idea. Right. And then, sure enough, cut to her in her apartment. And, or she's on the patio and then she comes into her apartment. He's like, you're probably not going to stand on any uh, balconies for a and while. It's Benicio. And he's in her apartment yeah. with a gun yep. and a piece of paper that says everything we did in this mission was by the book and yep. I need you to sign it. And she's like, no, I won't sign it. And then he puts the gun under her chin, like 
sign it or you're committing suicide yeah. you know and like she won't sign it she won't sign it and then she does sign it yeah and it's a real turn like you're her poor character man. i know she gets through the ringer in this movie well remember and he says to her you should move to a small town because- where law's still in order where the law still you know governs what happens and yeah because like, this town's run by wolves and you you're not a wolf yeah this is a place of wolves man yeah and you're not a wolf and then then he leaves and he's walking away and she goes out onto the balcony with her gun and points it at him and he just turns and looks at her and then they, there's this moment and then he just turns and then walks away yeah. and she just you know it's just like fuck so you don't know I mean and who knows maybe she will move to us but it's like it just says to you it's like wow there's no I mean it's a war it's literally a war it's not even like a law enforcement thing they're fighting a war out there yeah a war of uh you know like a what's like a cold not a cold war but just like a you know like a vietnam war where yeah it's insane the, the stuff that happens and the way and, they yeah. have to operate and yeah it's like a dirty war yeah the drug war on drugs is a f- dirty war. But the film is just, it's a beautiful film. I mean, uh, we should say it's not for the faint of heart. Mm-mm. It's definitely rated R. It's not for people, you know, not for kids at all. And it's not for people who can't handle violence. Um, yeah, and even and if you can't, go try it. it no, um, go try to watch it, even if you can't, because the, the story's so good the and the story's script's so, so good. good. The script is so good. I feel I, like if you're an adult that appreciates good movies, you can deal with, like, you know, the content. You know, just yeah, suck it up a little. Yeah, if you're a Tarantino fan. Or not even a, a Tarantino. It's such a different movie than a well, Tarantino. Well, it is, but I'm saying so if you can handle violence, then, you know. Even if you can't, you should go see it. Because it's really not about the violence. The violence is just a part of this 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 fucking True. atmosphere. It's like this is what our Americans are dealing with, and Mexicans yeah. are dealing with. And then the way they depict Juarez is like a living fucking hell. I know the it's... favelas. And they show this sort of like again this sort of bird's eye shot of this like these thousands of little homes yep. that are just run by no order there's no rule of law there's no order yeah and you just whoever has the biggest guns wins you know it's terrifying one note um regarding the this uh the guy who did the score johan johansson um he did uh prisoners the theory of everything in fox catcher yeah. all great scores all great i mean scores. what are the, I, great I, films great films i really dug uh the score i thought it really um, lent a lot to this as you know every piece was just brilliant well I mean, yeah so many amazing things about this film whoever knew to like get the guy that did prisoners because i see there's a lot of parallels between prisoners in this yep. movie the sort of like gritty realism and the unflinching sort of uh like you don't get any breaks there's no breaks in prisoners right and there's really no breaks in this movie and there's no sort of like don't worry it'll all end well because you stuck with it the whole time right 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 yeah, uh, they're both really good. Did movies. the same guy direct Prisoners do this? I'm wondering now because there's like, you know, there's such a it's possible. There's such a similar. Yes, it is. It's by because a lot of times composers and oh, directors yeah. work together. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm um, not surprised at Dallas all. Dallas Villeneuve. Um, what is that French? I guess so. He directed. Um, How about that? I yeah, called yeah, that. Yeah, you shit. called it, man. Um, he did Enemy, which. Uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal, which also with Gyllenhaal, Prisoners, um, Incendies, or something like that. Incendies? No. Um, but yeah, this actually, this guy um, Johan Johansson's done a lot of his stuff too. That's cool. That's um, badass. But yeah, yeah he did. I'm prisoners not surprised and he at did all. This, and this, you know, it definitely Prisoners is a fucking awesome. Prisoners movie. so good, and it's again, it was another movie that was sort of a limited release and did well. 
What? Guess who's doing the Untitled Blade Runner project? This guy. The director? Yes. And the composer? Yes. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> he could do that justice, man. I thought Ridley Scott was doing that. I don't know. Maybe he's producing it. Well... Uh, Harrison Ford's attached to it, and this guy is the director. And I got to tell you, and Ridley Scott's writing it. Writing it. And I got to tell you, I just got interested in it all of a sudden because I wasn't interested when I heard they were doing it because I'm like, why? Why do another one? Yeah, it's um, like it's so emulated by all these other movies, yeah, sci-fi movies. Why make another one of that that movie that's already so inspirational? Right, but doesn't make sense. This guy is—I'm a fan of this man's direction. Yeah, yeah, holy shit, man! Prisoners is so good. Prisoners, I remember it came on at like two a.m. one night on HBO, and I literally stayed yeah, up to like four that. something a.m. Yeah. It was like, I guess I'll watch it, and then I was so engaged by it that I, I didn't even notice the time go by. It's like freaking four thirty in the morning. It's a long movie, but it's well worth it. It's and, well worth it, and it's one of the Hugh Jackman. best movies Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal in that movie that's a whole other review really we, yep. we could do <laughs> we've been going on a long time so what would you give this in 9.5 I yeah would, I'd give it like I'd a almost give a it like if we could get if we didn't do just by the halves I'd give it like a 9.67 yeah for sure but definitely a 9.5 go see it totally worth it highly recommend I think it's the movie of the year so far yeah, I would say for me uh, as a theater going experience, uh, it's been my favorite movie to watch in a theater. I couldn't. I was really surprised. It was one of those movies that, like, yeah, I'll go see it. I don't really know if it's just another like cop drama, but it's totally not. No, just cop drama. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, man. Nine point five. Nine point five. Nine point five. You should also uh, go check out Leftovers episode two of season two. The show is just getting better and better. It's genius. Um, yep. Please watch Leftovers. You don't know what you're missing. Yeah, watch Leftovers uh, season two, episode two premiered this week. It's and, very uh, good. Very very good. Yeah, and we'll be back um, next week. Back next week with uh, more to episode cover. 602 of Walking Dead and more films to review. Maybe Crimson Peak. Yes. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see it for sure. I, I don't know what to think. Tom Hiddleston and He's the good. ghost movie. Yeah, yeah it's like Guillermo it's, del Toro. Y- yep. Ghost uh, rated R, so that alone, I'll, yeah. I'll go see it. I'll check it out. For sure. All right, thanks, audience. All right. All right, you jerkish. See you, jerks. See you later.